Well, hello and good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Livestream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. Thank you for joining us this morning. My name is Melvin Gaines, and today is Sunday, September the 25th, 2022. And we're going to go ahead and get started with a little bit of music to allow people to jump on with us as we get started. Uh, John P. Key has a medley of songs here. We're not going to go through all of these, but we're going to play John P. Key for you, uh, some music to get you started, uh, some praise music. And we just thank you again for joining us today, and we welcome you. And here he goes. <laughs> hey, Ronnie, good morning. Roscoe, good morning. Thank you for being here. Amen, amen. Hey, Arlen, good morning. Good morning, Roscoe. And Larry, good morning. Linda, good morning. Thanks for being here. God bless you. Nice rainy day today. Well, cool day too. At least we're indoors right now. <laughs> That's right. The live stream Sunday school would be a lot less pleasant if we were outside with the wind blowing. Amen. <laughs> John P. Key, NAACP Virtual National Conventions. That's where this music is uh, being presented. When things were still being done virtually, just like this Sunday school class. That's right. More on that in a moment. Thank you for being here today. Jesus is real. Amen. Hey, Jackie, good morning. Joanna, good morning. I don't know if Charles is in the background now, but I'll just say good morning to him too. God bless you. Sunday church has started. Because it's raining outside, connectivity, depending upon where you are, may be an issue. We will be here. <laughs> so you're welcome to come back and join us or pick us up later on. Anyway, we appreciate you being here. wondering about John P. Key. He is still around. He's 60 years old. 
Uh, he's still doing his thing. Somebody keeps hitting the, uh, I don't know who's hitting the, yeah, somebody's angry. Okay. Well, can't go to bed angry, can't wake up angry. <laughs> what can I tell you? Uh, Jackie, it is great sleeping weather. There's no question about it. <laughs> it's not going to be very good if you see me like with one eye open while I'm doing doing this. Cause that's, no. no. <laughs> it's like I'm, <laughs> I'm half asleep. My wife is going to reprimand me. <laughs> I got plenty of sleep last night. I'm just going to let you know. I'm, I'm okay. And I got coffee, too, so. Amen. Amen, amen. Good morning, good morning for all of you who are just jumping on with us. Thank you for being here. As is usually the case, <laughs> as is usually the case, that may or may not stay up there. Thank you for being here this morning. because we want to make sure that we have time to get through our Sunday school lesson. That was uh, John P. Key. That was a great medley uh, of music uh, that he performed at the NAACP Virtual National Convention. Um, and just a medley of songs that he does. And we appreciate everyone being here this morning for Sunday school. We've got um, a few announcements to make here. First of all, we, we will have a message available for you after Sunday school, after I upload it. <laughs> Pastor Gus's message, I believe he tried to transmit it uh, yesterday, and it just did not come through. So we, uh, we don't want to have uh, nothing available. So we'll put up a, a classic message, and when his message eventually does get through, we'll make it available for you. But we want to make sure that uh, he is still teaching on the Holy Spirit. And uh, we do have a, um, for those of you live uh, in Akron, uh, coming to church, we're going to have uh, a brief presentation from one of our missionaries, uh, international, international work. That's right, international workers. Thank you in Uruguay. So we will be. That'll be a church today as well too. So we do invite you to come out and come out and visit us at church today. <clears throat> what we'll try to do is end our end our lesson here today in plenty of time to allow you to get down, <clears throat> get down to church just like we have to do. Please um, also make a note as well, too, that um, later today at 5 o'clock, we will have a Zoom Bible study. For those of you who have not participated, man, you've been missing out. That's all i got to tell you right now. You, you've been missing out. <laughs> We've, we're in the book of Luke uh, in our study, 
our Zoom Bible study, and we appreciate everyone who comes in by and joins us at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 2 o'clock Pacific Time. Uh, that, is, uh, that is the time frame for our, our friends on the West Coast, West Coast area as well, too. So this uh, today at 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific, uh, Zoom Bible study. Uh, if you have never participated in a Zoom Bible study, you will need to download Zoom, uh, the Zoom app, uh, on your Android tablet or iPad or whatever it is that you're using, iPhone, and you'll just need to just download it and just get it ready to go because uh, it once we and then you would also have to make sure that we have your email address for an invitation. In, and it is a free, yeah, there's nothing. You don't have to pay for anything. You just get on and, and join us, and we get into a Bible study. And it's great because um, you don't have to be on camera either. You can just be in the background if you'd like, or if you want to show your face, you're welcome to do that as well too. We're going to trust that by 5 o'clock today, you're still not uh, uh, not like it's early in the morning or something. You don't want people to see your face. So we, we appreciate you being here nonetheless. It doesn't matter really. But we do welcome you uh, for the Zoom Bible study today at 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific. Um, please remember your tithes and offerings. We have um, been very, very uh, blessed as a church because we haven't really lost a beat, too much of a beat at all because of the pandemic and, and, and where we are today. We appreciate everyone making the contributions to make sure that we can take care of our, our basic utilities and take care of our um, the the benevolent offerings that may come through, anything that happens, we appreciate you remembering your tithes and offerings. If you are mailing your tithes and offerings, please mail them to Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. We appreciate you doing that. And I'm just going to make a brief announcement, too. Our Sunday school format is going to change in October a little bit. We're not going to be, we're still going to be live. It's just a matter now of how we're going to be doing it based upon a timing, we'll have to let you know. We'll give you more information as we get there. Uh, but we're we're going to be here, but we're going to be going back, going back in church. That's part of the change. So we'll just have to see. Pardon me? Go ahead. Yeah, so we'll just have to see how that goes, And but we'll keep you updated on that and as we get closer to it. So with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and get started with Sunday School, and we're going to go ahead with the uh, lesson today. We're in the book of John, chapter 3. We're going to cover verses 1 through 15, and we're going to cover those. This is essentially the communication that uh, Jesus had with Nicodemus, uh, who's a Pharisee, and we're going to get into that and learn more about uh, exactly the communication and learn a little bit more about Nicodemus as well, too, if you don't know who he was or what he was doing. But um, it's good communication because it's, it really kind of breaks down if someone has basic questions about Jesus and wants to understand exactly what it is to follow Jesus and what it represents and what it means. This is a very good uh, section to look at in Scripture for reference point. Um, and what you're going to learn, too, is that uh, Nicodemus was no dummy. He knew the word. He knew the law. He was one of those individuals who was a religious leader. And so we're going to see some very important facts that come out here, too. So with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and get into Sunday School today. Let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Father, we are so thankful that we can sit quietly before you now and hear you speak to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for your teaching. We thank you for all that you do to encourage us as we go about our movement throughout the day. And, Lord, we thank you for giving us the mindset to worship and praise you for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for loving us before we even loved you or even knew what love was. And we thank you again for all that you're doing to show us, indeed, how you want us to know more about you through your word. Bless us and keep us, Lord, and we give you thanks, and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to John chapter 3. Let's take a look at chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. We're going to go through 15 verses of the first part of John chapter 3. And you might have figured out, uh, next week we're going to be covering um, John 3.16 and, and going forward after that. So, But we're going to cut, uh, cut it off at verse 15 today and pick up next week with uh, more of John chapter 3. But this specifically is talking about Nicodemus's visit uh, with Jesus. I'm going to read through verses 1 through 15 in John chapter 3, the New Living Translation. Please follow along on your version and let's get started. Amen. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Verse 3, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Verse 6, humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Verse 7, so don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. Verse 8, the wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. Verse 9, how are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Verse 10, Jesus replied, you are a respected Jewish teacher and yet you don't understand these things? I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. Okay. That's John chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. Now, let's go back again and take a look at this dialogue that is taking place between Jesus and Nicodemus. And the dialogue is, just to clarify, make sure that we're we're all on the same page here about who Nicodemus was. First of all, he showed up at night. Uh, He came at night. And everybody believes, or anybody who's looking at this for what it's really worth, you're coming somewhere at night. There's no lights anywhere, right? You're not going to be seen. Um, and I think he wanted to make sure that he was not seen with Jesus publicly initially while he was trying to seek out information about who Jesus was and, and really try to understand what was going on. 
But he was a, a member of the ruling council, which was called the High Council or the Sanhedrin. Um, he basically was one of the people in authority. He had leadership there. And, of course, the Pharisees were the ones uh, who were most criticized um, by Jesus and John the Baptist for being hypocrites. And we, we recognize that because they put together all these different laws and rules that were outside of God's word. And, and it was a way, frankly, for to maintain control. And it was a way for them to uh, show themselves to be of authority. And that, but the problem was, was that it was very, very difficult for people to really achieve following the Lord because of all the different restrictions that they had within the law. And a lot of Pharisees, frankly, were very jealous of Jesus. They did not want Jesus to come on the scene because they recognized that he had a lot of authority and power. But Nicodemus was actually challenging that. He had a personal, there was a personal challenge that he wanted to find out more about who this Jesus was. But he did so in such a way he wanted to find out in a good way, not in a way where he was trying to trip trip up Jesus or, or trying to trick him like some of the people try to do uh, with dialogue and try to catch him saying something that he wasn't supposed to say. Nicodemus was genuinely searching for truth. And he's to be credited for that. That is something that we need to understand too. And he was looking for answers from Jesus as to the truth and what that truth is. I keep hearing about messages talking about truth and standing for truth. It's really important for all of us to stand for truth in a, in a world today where where untruth, falsehoods, lies are being propagated everywhere. And if we, the people of God, do not stand for truth, then there's really not much hope for other individuals um, to discover this truth um, uh, as far as the spirit working or all that. We have to stand for truth. We can't look like we're hypocritical. We can't look like we don't uh, have the truth on our side. By, because when, when people see us, they should see the light of Christ in everything that we're doing. And that's really important for us to recognize here. And so Nicodemus was seeking this truth, and that's what we want to recognize too. Now, Nicodemus was a very smart man. He was, like I said, he had authority. He knew he was a member of the ruling council. He was uh, a person who had authority, and he was a leader in the a Jewish religious leader. But recognizing that just because he was educated, he still had to have an open heart, an open mind, had to be willing to listen to what Jesus was saying as truth. And, of course, he's asking questions to try to find out exactly what that truth is. Most people, when they hear about Jesus, they're going to hopefully ask some questions that are going to be beneficial for them for a greater understanding. The sad thing is if they, if they know about Jesus and they don't bother to look into him, well, that's a sad, tragic thing because we already know that knowing Jesus from a standpoint of just by name is insufficient in, as far as salvation is concerned. You have to ask questions as to who this Jesus is, what he represents, what he means to you personally. And you have to make a concerted effort to want to know more about Jesus Christ in order to make a good decision. And the good decision is to recognize Jesus as Lord and Savior. Amen? Because we talk about how demons know who Jesus is and they shudder. Amen? I mean, that's... That's the thing we have to recognize here is that knowing Jesus is insufficient. We have to go further than just learning about who he is and just calling him a prophet or, or just a teacher. He's much more than that. Um, 
and let's give Nicodemus credit as well, too. He could have sent somebody out to look for Jesus to ask these questions, but no, he just wanted to find out for himself. And, you know, he might have been afraid of what his peers would think. He might have been, um, he might have had a hard time with that initially. But you have to understand that when time went along, we're going to find out that Jesus was, Nicodemus did recognize who Jesus was. Take, turn your Bibles and electronic devices really quick. Hold it in John chapter 3, but go to John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verses 50 and 51. Yep. And so Nicodemus uh, is actually speaking up here in this crowd. He's referenced here in the passage. John chapter 7, verse 50. This is when all there's all kinds of division about who Jesus was and and Nicodemus, the leader who had met with Jesus earlier, spoke up. Is it legal to convict a man before he is given a hearing, he asked. So he was recognizing that there were some uh, things that were being done to try to undermine Jesus. And so Jesus is speaking up about the legality, or pardon me, Nicodemus is speaking up about Jesus and the legality that, uh, about making sure that someone has a fair hearing. Well, what, what do we expect when we go to court, right? Uh, if we're in, if we're charged with a crime, we expect to have a fair hearing. We expect to hear, have justice be done in the proper manner. But we recognize here that Jesus was not part of a fair hearing when he was uh, moved, uh, when he was convicted, and went to the cross. <clears throat> so we recognize that here's Nicodemus speaking up later on. He's he's there. He's involved. He's seeing what's going on, and and so that's something we have to keep in mind here. There's one more uh, John chapter yes let's let's do that one thank you John chapter 19 verses 38 and 39 This is after uh Jesus uh died on the cross and here look here John chapter 19 um verse 38 John 19:38 Make sure everybody gets there it says, afterward, Joseph of Arimathea, who had been a secret disciple of Jesus, and look at this, to see how this works here, because he feared the Jewish leaders, yeah, asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus' body. When Pilate gave permission, Joseph came and took the body away. With him came Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus at night. He brought about 75 pounds of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes. And so... But that points out something here that's very important for us to see. Nicodemus um, had to develop to the point where he was no longer afraid of or concerned about who saw him with Jesus. Now, granted, Jesus had already died on the cross, but he recognized, I think he was showing himself to be a follower of Jesus at this point. Joseph of Arimathea was also that same person. He was a disciple of Jesus, a secret disciple, because... He feared the Jewish leaders. The Jewish leaders would have condemned them. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to say justify that or say that that's okay, that they were secret, because I, I can't really get in their heads and I can't really get into what it really meant to be in that situation. But uh, honestly, we've got a lot of people out there who are secret followers of Jesus. That's not necessarily the best thing, because Jesus wants us to be more public, be more vocal, be out in the open, be upfront, be able to speak about his truth, be able to do those things necessary to uh, move forward. 
Okay, we're st- I think we're still on the air. Amen? Um, yeah, we're still on the air. Oh, got it. I think we're still on the air. <laughs> um, just hang in there, everybody. We're still present. Uh, apparently, there was a power outage where we are, but it looks like I'm still on. So if you're still there, thanks for hanging in with me. I'm still trying to figure out about the lighting right now. Um, but let me know if you still can see us. We appreciate you uh, keeping this in mind here. Uh, we appreciate you being here. Just to, like do little emojis or something and go give me thumbs up or something like that. But we're going to continue because uh, while we're still, amen, thank you. Uh, I'm just a little bit darker right now than now. <laughs> but God is good. He's keeping us moving here. So let's keep moving forward. Amen. Okay. Okay. So let's do this. We've got, um, let's get back to the fact that it's important for us to remember and understand that we need to stay uh, in tune with being speaking truth. Um, It's just one of those things where we don't really quite, uh, we don't know what we're going to run into in public. We don't understand that. But Jesus asked us to be disciples be disciples before everyone else so we appreciate you understanding that okay let's get back to the reading because we want to keep moving forward um back to verse three john chapter three verse three amen uh it says i tell you the truth unless you are born again you cannot see the kingdom of god and then that's something that we want to recognize here Nicodemus probably had the understanding that the uh, kingdom of God was going to be restored on earth and it would incorporate God's people, but he knew that from Scripture because that was something that we would understand from the Old Testament, right? So, But now we had to go a little bit further that it wasn't going to be just the Jewish people who were going to be revealed. It was going to be now essentially uh, the people... Uh, of all over the world and that's what jesus is trying to say here it's everyone and anyone and everyone is involved here we've got um the kingdom was going to come to the whole world not just the jews and the nicodemus wouldn't be a part of it unless he was personally born again and we want to see that in verse five um and so this was something that was revolutionary of course jesus was a revolutionary jesus went beyond what the normal people uh, understood by the by the law, and you know, of course, the Pharisees didn't do very good a good job, I think, of in conveying a lot of those truths as well, too, because they I think they wanted people to believe a certain thing and do things a certain way. But at the end of the day, we have to recognize that um, Jesus was teaching that the kingdom was already in place in the hearts of believers in Him. Um, that's referred to in Luke chapter 17, verse 21. Um, it was going to be feel, fully realized when Jesus returns again to judge the world and abolish evil forever. Of course, that's in Revelation. So there's so much more that we need to see here and understand. Um, so I, I want everybody to recognize that Nicodemus was still in a learning process. Because if you go back to verse 4, it says, What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? He was being too literal. <laughs> it was too physical. Um of course, we we're not talking about being reborn out of your mother's womb. There's only one birth, and that's what Jesus said. Humans can only reproduce only one life. That's in verse 6. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Spiritual life. So 
the Holy Spirit has to be involved and active in this and continue to do these things. So we have to recognize that the Holy Spirit is the one who brings people to salvation. We as believers are still called to do what? Speak truth about Jesus Christ. We're called to speak the truth. We're called to recognize the truth. We're called to understand truth. And we need to recognize that we indeed are called to speak truth in order that the Holy Spirit can speak to those individuals who hear this truth. We have, that's, that has to happen. That has to continue. That has to continue all throughout the course of um, human life, uh, being here on earth, the rest of the time that we're here. That truth has to be spoken out. People have to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. The Spirit, in turn, is the one who brings people to that saving knowledge when they have more, when they ask for that wisdom, when they ask for that understanding, when they ask for that truth. Every one of us who became believers in Jesus Christ had to go through that very same thing. We had to hear truth. I had to hear truth about Jesus at a church on the west side of Cleveland and then decide that my life needed to change and that I needed to grow and learn more about Jesus Christ. The Spirit was the one who was speaking uh, to me in that situation. And that's true for all of us. But we have to proclaim the truth. That is our responsibility when Jesus tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, uh, he wants us to go out and rep represent truth to everyone else. May we continue to live in such a manner where we're doing that. Amen? That's what we need to see here. And Jesus says this back in uh, verse 5. Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Verse 6, humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. And this is, this is how the Spirit works. This, go back to verse 8, because we want to see this. It's very important for us to recognize this. And we'll look at this water and spirit thing very quickly, too. The Spirit moves about and comes and goes, and we don't know where it comes from or where it goes, but we know that the Spirit is always present. That's what we do now. He's describing it in the same manner as how the wind blows. We don't know where it comes from. And we don't know where it goes, but we know that it happens. We feel it. We sense it. We recognize it. Wind can be very, very interesting when it, when it gets forceful enough. It starts to affect uh, physical things here on earth as well, too, doesn't it? It starts to knock down tree limbs or knock down trees altogether. But that wind disappears, but it leaves in its wake what? Damage that has to be cleaned up. I hope that you can see that as well, too. Um, so for what it's worth, we want to recognize that... Um, when Jesus is also talking about being born of water and the Spirit, we have to recognize that sometimes the water and the Spirit birth we're referring to, where Jesus has called himself the living water. That Jesus has talked about himself as being the one who is the cleanser. He is the one who cleanses. The cleansing action of God's Holy Spirit. Take a look at Titus real quick. Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Well, let's start at verse 4. Titus chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. It says, Titus chapter 3, verse 4, But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. And so we, we're talking about a washing, a cleansing that takes place. And we have to understand that this involves being what? Spiritually reborn. Amen? That's what has to happen. 
and of course the Holy Spirit. For those of us, you know, we, Pastor Gus has been talking about the Holy Spirit, and we were going back into more of a study of the Holy Spirit as well too. And we know who the Holy Spirit is, right? We, well, I hope we do. The Holy Spirit is one of the three persons uh, of, of the Godhead: God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uh, could not come into play until Jesus left and was brought uh, forth for a people for greater understanding, the indwelling Holy Spirit. See, up until that point, the Holy Spirit um, did not stay put. Uh, it, it moved about. It just kept going back and forth and was moving about all throughout what we, we, we understand. If we look very closely at the Old Testament, look at um, what Jesus promised about, in, about uh, the Spirit in the New Testament as well, too. But we want to recognize that the Spirit was moving about the entire time, but now, when Jesus ascended into heaven, uh, the physical presence of Jesus left the earth, but then the Holy Spirit was sent to be the physical presence on earth where believers have the indwelling Holy Spirit. Have you ever wondered how you're able to resist temptation and resist sin? It's because of the indwelling Holy Spirit. Amen? I mean, that's what we have to have. We need that help because we're in the flesh. Amen? And so I hope that you can all see that and understand that. Thanks for hanging with me, everybody, through our little uh, power compromise. Uh, we have power, but just it's on a lower level for whatever reason. But we appreciate you hanging in there. Amen. Um, I look a lot different in the dark, don't I? <laughs> so, but it's all good. We're, we're going to keep moving forward. Um, let's get back to John chapter 3, <laughs> verse 9. John chapter 3, verse 9. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, you are a respected Jewish teacher and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen and yet you won't believe our testimony. Now this is a very, very important comment that Jesus is making to Nicodemus because you need to go beyond your own way of thinking. Having faith is what we have to do to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and Nicodemus was being extremely literal. He was being—he was talking about physical bodies and all that stuff. But no, you've got to talk about spiritual things, spiritual matters. Amen? Um, so even though Nicodemus knew the Old Testament thoroughly, he didn't understand what it was seeing, saying about Jesus, the Messiah. Um, knowledge of Jesus is not salvation. This is what I was saying earlier. Just because you know about Jesus doesn't mean you're saved. You have to acknowledge Jesus as Lord of your life in order to experience salvation. He's Lord, and that's something that we have to do. Um, the thief on the cross had to acknowledge that Jesus was somebody different, somebody special, somebody completely different, recognize right away that Jesus was being crucified um, for no reason. And he indeed believed who Jesus was. And that's why Jesus made that declaration, today you will be with me in paradise. Um, that's what we have to see here. We have to believe that Jesus is much more than just some guy. He is much more than that. He was our Lord and he is our Savior. He died on the cross for us. He paid the penalty for our sin. That's what we have to always recognize and remember. And that's why, and he did that because he loves us. He did not want to see us lost. He did not want to see us forever lost unable to truly um, be able to come before the Lord, before God himself because of our sin, because of our sin nature. He had to pay the penalty for our sin. 
So we need to make sure that we're understanding that Jesus, the Messiah, was the one who was revealed to us in Scripture as the one who died on the cross and paid the penalty for our sins. In John 14, 6, it says very clearly, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the one we have to recognize. May we stand for truth in a world today where truth is completely out of the question in many circles. Um, and, and what you're going to witness and see more and more over time is that people are going to be persecuted more and more for their faith and what they believe in. They're going to be shunned. They're going to be cast out. They're going to be put to a place where, a uh, place of, it's not even the ridicule part, amen? It's, it's the idea that your participation uh, in a group of people is going to be much more difficult because of uh, the fact is. So just hang in there, everybody. We're still on the air. We're still kind of functioning. I appreciate your patience while we go through this. We're almost done because we we can't really keep going through this too much longer. (laughs) Amen. So but let's recognize that the Lord is talking about salvation. He's talking about uh, truth here. So, um, okay. So let's get back to John chapter uh, 3, verse... 12. Speaking again, Jesus speaking to Nicodemus, but you don't believe me. If you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? Then verse 13, no one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven, and Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. So that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. Amen. So we need to recognize that um, when God was maintaining justice as the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness, he sent a, a plague to the people to punish them for their um, rebelliousness. We as in the flesh, we as people in the flesh, have a tendency to rebel against God. We go against what God teaches. We choose to not follow him. We choose not to be faithful. Remember, he is always faithful to us. We are not the ones who are always faithful to him. And so he has, in fact, tried to teach those Israelites or teach the people around them that he wasn't going to condone their rebelliousness. And so we have to recognize that those things were taking place. Um, He mentions in verse 14... Uh, about the snake on a pole in the wilderness uh, being lifted up. And, of course, that was just another sign that he gave to the people when Moses had that snake on a pole. And so we recognize that he is saying that in the same manner he's going to be lifted up, Jesus is going to return. He's the one who came down from heaven. He's going to return to heaven. And, And so he's showing himself to Nicodemus as being different already, right? He's making it very clear this is a spiritual thing we're talking about. This is a thing that goes beyond the physical. And we want to make sure that people understood um, exactly, that people understand exactly what Jesus is saying here. When we read something like this, he's different. He is the one that provides salvation. He is the one that gives us what we need to be able to indeed have this fellowship with the Lord. The sacrifices that were taking place throughout the Old Testament were never sufficient in totally absolving mankind of sin. 
They were never sufficient. It was symbolic. The bloodshed of the animals that was being sprinkled on the altar, it was symbolic. It was, if anything, it just gave people an opportunity to have fellowship with God when they did that. But And essentially, God had to forgive their sin uh, on his own. But it was the actions itself that, that could never totally absolve mankind of sin. Jesus had to be the perfect sacrifice for all of us. And so this requires faith, doesn't it? It requires believing that what Jesus said is true. It requires a believing that when we speak about who Jesus Christ is, we need to know what we're speaking about and be very clear about that message to other people as well, too. Our salvation happens when we do what? When we look up to Jesus. We believe he's going to save us. Um, and we thank, we're very thankful that Jesus indeed uh, died on the cross for him. And look at verse 15, once again, John 3, 15. So that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. Eternal life. Of course, we're going to continue this next week when we get into John 3, 16 and 17 and the rest of John chapter 3. But at the end of the day, we've got to understand that Jesus is indeed Lord. And he is trying to convey this truth to Nicodemus. And Nicodemus, I think, had to think about what Jesus was telling him. (laughs) He had to think about it. He had to think about it long and hard and say, is this Jesus the one we believe to be the Messiah? Is he truly the one who is going to absolve our sins? It was a radical teaching at that point. This was not something normal. But we know that the Messiah was spoken of and it was talked about all throughout the Old Testament. And so Nicodemus was asking questions about, is, is he indeed the Messiah? And he was, he was asking some very good questions, but he just had to learn more about who Jesus was and think about that. Here's something that's important for us to remember, and we're going to close out here. Just because you share Jesus with someone doesn't mean they're going to get it right away. The Spirit has to work with that individual. The Spirit has to talk, speak to that person about truth. And that's how the Spirit works. The Spirit does what he does based upon timing of the individual. Whoever is ready, he will go to that person when that person is ready to acknowledge Jesus Christ, and that person will acknowledge Jesus Christ. You know why? Because the Spirit knows. Spirit knows exactly who is prepared to make that commitment of faith for Jesus Christ. May we always speak the truth and let the Spirit take care of the rest. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your loving kindness, and we thank you for keeping us on the air. (laughs) We thank you for doing all that you're doing to help us through uh, with these moments when things happen, and we don't, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for your teaching. Lord, bless us and keep us now. We give you praise and thanks as we move forward, and we just give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. It was kind of a a little bit choppy, but we made it. Amen. Um, Stay tuned. We're going to have a posting, if we can get, get the posting up, while we get our power back and restored. Power is on. It's just down down on kind of a low power type of a mode right now. I don't really quite know why, but we'll figure it out. But in the meantime, God bless you all and take care of yourselves. We're going to see you in Akron. Uh, Stay tuned online for further content and updates today. And hopefully we'll catch up with you later on with a Zoom Bible study, provided there are no issues with that either. So God bless you all. Take care of yourselves, and we will see you next time.